I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. This is the best of the Frank Skinner Show. All the choicest cuts for your delectation. Weekend mornings on Absolute Radio with Trebor Soft Mints working towards a mintier world. Absolute Radio. I just, I'm going to open by, this isn't going to be rude, I, I just went to the toilet and not sitting here. I mean, uh, before I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I didn't just go and think, oh, no one on there. Give it a couple of hours and what with evaporation. So. I was in the toilet, and there's a mirror in the toilet, obviously. And, uh, oh, it's unflattering, that mirror. Is it? Yeah. Uh, you haven't seen the mirror in the men's toilet? Oh, haven't oh, I? Have oh, haven't I? <laughs> we didn't have a jingle for that sound, so I had to do it in my mouth. I don't think anyone would have noticed, to be honest. Uh, so, um... That's the morning! Oh, goodness. And <laughs> so let's start the sound again. You're in the toilet. Looking in the mirror, all right? I've, I've done everything. I'm looking in the mirror, just as what the one does before leaving. And mm. I, I, this morning I'm wearing a pinstripe jacket with a grey sweatshirt underneath. And mm. I realise that that is basically Chris Evans chic. <laughs> and I never... I would what? never wear a... I'd never wear a chic. I would oh, never it. wear a sweatshirt under a pinstripe jacket. I mean, a... And it reminded me of that. Yeah, have you seen that TV advert that he's got at the moment for his radio show? Mm. And basically, it's him playing... Uh, it's all these people really loving the show, right? But he's playing Twist and Shout by the Beatles. So you can see... These tw- and he's like, singing along. But his, <laughs> his mic's not up, but he's singing along, right? <laughs> so you can't hear him singing along, but he, you can in the studio. And, like, t- there's people like, dancing in the street. Terry Wogan's <laughs> having a great time. And I'm thinking to myself, this is not an advert for Chris Evans, is it? This is not saying people like... This is an advert to say people like the Beatles. <laughs> right? Because as soon as he says, good morning, Great Britain, the, the advert ends with the suggestion that everyone's gone, oh, no. And, and changed <laughs> over straight away. So who, who does an advert and saying the Beatles? Very popular. And he's wearing a spotty shirt, I noticed, in that advert. Well, at least he's not wearing a grey sweatshirt under a pinstripe jacket. But I'll that pinstripe that. jacket, I like it, because it's quite casual. It looks like you might have found it on the tube, like... A, like Found it on the <laughs> tube? <laughs> no, but it's got that casual look to it, which I quite like. Yeah, but found it on the tube is, is not casual. That, that suggests that a homeless person has had, <laughs> it, has had their dog wrapped in it. Maybe. I've got wardrobe stress at the moment, though, much worse than yours. Because, you know, I've got this posh new job. Oh, yes. Yeah. In case you don't know, Emily works for In Style magazine. Yeah. And not, not In Style magazine, <laughs> which would have been what that, that sort of pig breeding journal. That would have been <laughs> marvellous. Or In Soul magazine I about odour eaters. Yeah, I did think that it was called In Soul. That was a genuine mistake. But anyway, so everyone's so fashionable there, Frank. Well, they're going to be. Yeah, they're amazing, these girls. So I have this terrible wardrobe crisis. I'm, I'm not going out. I'm spending every night in doing wall charts of what my wardrobe is going to be for the next day. So say if you wore the same outfit twice in consecutive days, which I often, I always think as a shirt has got two days in it, right? <laughs> um, I mean, if you wear something underneath it, definitely. Yeah, oh, God, easily then. But I, if I wear something underneath it, I figure that's got two days in it as well. I, oh, right. I wear most, I wear jeans for like a week, oh, yeah. right? Because, you know, you've got plenty of things keeping everything away from everything. I don't... Unless you spill something really bad, I don't think there's ever a need to wash jeans. 
Oh, my God. Well, I think you have to wash them uh, eventually, but you can spill quite a lot on jeans and it not be noticed, I find. But I... I I'm going to be straight with you. Pants. Yeah. Calvin oh. Classics. Pants, yeah. From the market. Pants, 48 hours. Oh, oh. my God. No, I think that's... 48 solid, hours? Fun? Solid. 48 hours solid. Oh, solid. Um, <laughs> no, I don't Not sleep... they'd be solid. I don't sleep in them, no. Um, no, but I, I, oh. yeah, I think there's two, da- there's two days in a pair of pants. Without... Two days? Yeah. No, no, I don't. No? No, no. Well, I'll, t- I'll rush things into forensic. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see who's right and who's wrong. I, I, I'm happy. T- and socks I change every day. Can I make that clear? Mm. Because somehow, oh, you're spoiling us. Somehow, my, my you socks... You change your socks every so, day. So you think the foot is worse than... Don't go any further with that. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think socks... My socks seem to smell more than my pants. OK. Can you believe I'm talking about this? I mean, I've got two degrees in English. Can you believe that? I had a short story published in the Sunday Times magazine, and here I am talking about what smells more my socks or my pants. How the mighty have fallen. This is what happens if you take the mickey out of Chris Evans on British Radio. Some sort of demon comes down upon you and robs your nose in it. As long as he doesn't rob his nose in my pants. Frank Skinner. Radio. So anyway, we're just talking about the, uh, the fact that Emily is working for this high fashion, a sort of devil wears Prada kind of uh, magazine. Is, is that is that fair? Other clothing for Satan is available. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah. That's very much what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds very stressful. Oh, so, it is because then also everyone wears designer clothes. You can't wear high street because if you go wearing high street, everyone knows because they're all fashion experts. Yeah, so that's, but that's high street. Yeah, that so is. Everyone pretty... knows where everything you you've got came from. Absolutely. That's awful. I, uh, what about right? Mm. If we got our listeners to make clothes for Emily. <laughs> oh God! I don't. I, I believe the average absolute listener is a thirty-eight-year-old man. I can't sit with a tape measure around their neck and a large pair of scissors. So I'm not. Right, I'm so. not having them measuring me up. I think they no would way, like no Emily's measurements. Maybe. Karen, <laughs> <laughs> what are you suggesting? Maybe we could put online a cut-out version of Emily so they had something to work from. <laughs> well, maybe maybe we could put Emily's measurements on. Uh, on the internet, right? <laughs> Sorry, this is the when I've said something that might just upset Emily music from Daily Excuse Trippies. Excuse me, there's nothing. I'm very proud of my measurements. I think you, you are quite right. I can't shut the Triffids <laughs> up now. Triffids have gone crazy. Oh, here they go. This is this is. Well, that was oh, that was that was that was hips and waist. I think. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, no, you're quite have... right to be proud of your measurements. Mm. But Good then, on you. Then no one else at work would have clothes like you'd be wearing. No, that, that's certainly true. <laughs> and let's face it, today you two are both dressed by Sue Ryder, I believe, is the designer oh, you're wearing. Oh, oh. No, no. I do this thing um, where no I... Um, I like to uh, lay my clothes out the night on the night before. Do you? For, but not for fashion, for weather. I like to guess, <laughs> guess what the weather's going to be like. So when I get up, there's almost like a little man on my uh, on my bedroom <laughs> chair. So I put, because I put, I've, I don't feel I want to put the so- the socks that are waiting. Um, they're, they're in my shoes at, at the foot of the chair, and then the jeans are lying on the chair, and the shirts at the back. So it's like a, they watch over me during the night. You see, I the, do a similar thing, but I hang them all with hangers. Oh no. So it's like a pipe cleaner woman. 
I hang them all on the back of the door so I can see what they look like. Oh, no, I don't like uh, hanging. I wouldn't <laughs> hang up a shirt in the night. I, I fear I might wake up in the night and think it was a, a spectre. <laughs> Phil Spectre? <laughs> it could be Phil Spectre, yeah, which would be... Uh, Oh, I had a terrible experience with Phil Spector once. You had an experience with Phil Spector. I, oh dear! I, I might what tell happened? You, I might tell you after. It was. It was. Uh, I mean, it was. It was bizarre in many ways. But uh, anyway, dot dot dot. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm getting some real stick from the people here about my wearing pants thing. I just think it's disgusting. Two days? It's not disgusting. Bear in mind, that means I use... The, well, I don't. My cleaner uses less washing powder. Consequently, that... You know, there's probably less... There's probably two polar bears alive that wouldn't be alive if I wore my pants more often. Yeah, but I don't believe that. you've just started doing it. I think you have been doing this since 1973. Well, yeah, and you but didn't I, know about that then. But I wear... I mean, some of those pants aren't, aren't around anymore. <laughs> Many have disintegrated during the night. <laughs> no, but I think you're being... Uh, I, I think it's a... There's no need. I, t- I, I can't even tell <laughs> there you... There is I, need. I, it's called hygiene. <laughs> there's nothing wrong. That's honestly. the need. Yeah, but everything inside it is... I keep everything I don't want to know clean. what's inside it. <laughs> no, I don't want to know. I, I floss. Oh, my God. Now, according to what I read this week, for mothers, right, um, this is the most stressful time of the day. This is when they feel most unappreciated and stressed and upset and close to tears, this time of the day. So we thought we'd we'd just have something a bit sweet and lovely for you, just to show you are appreciated, right? So this is like... Imagine that this is is you speaking, This this is your inner voice. Oh, often... You're still with me. <laughs> oh, often have I washed and dressed, and what's the show for all my pain? Let me lie abed and rest. Ten thousand times I've done my best, and all's to do again. Oh, no, no it's the A.E. Houseman! Oh. Of course! <laughs> I mean, I just chose it at random. What's the chances? God, in case you don't know, there's a thing at Absolute Radio. I've got this thing against A.E. Houseman, the guy who wrote The Shropshire Lad. And if you read any of his poetry on Lad, or even just mention his name, the whole thing goes. Do you think Chris Evans has got an A.E. Houseman alarm? No, I I doubt doubt (laughs) it. I think he's got. uh, His alarm probably goes off if he mentions uh, a joke. Oh. Um, so that was why. What, what's the, the Chris? I'm only saying that I've got the same outfit as him on today. I've got nothing against Chris Evans. I think he's a very talented individual. Um, what was we talking about? Phil um, Phil Spector. Oh we were. yeah, yeah. Phil Spector. You were about to name drop. Yeah. No. Well, I had a phone call from this is a few years ago from a friend of mine who lives in Melbourne, Melbourne, which I think you can win um, tickets to win to holiday thing. Absolute. <laughs> Plain holiday God, day thing. Free Christian O'Connell. Mm. Just as an anagram of uh, an announcement, station announcement. So um, she phoned from Melbourne and said, yeah. I've just seen an award ceremony in which uh, Phil Spector received a Lifetime Achievement Award. Oh, yeah. And he spent the whole speech slagging you off. What, you? And I said, You, Frank Skinner? Yeah. And I said, What? She said, It's the most bizarre thing I've ever seen in my life. How are you on his radar? Well, what happened was this. I did a, a, a show with... Are you familiar with a performer known as Mr Methane? Oh, yeah, I do. I Mr know Methane, he, he breaks wind. I think we can work that out. It's called Mr Methane. Well, I don't know. I mean, not everyone did chemistry. <laughs> uh, so Mr Methane wears a green lycra um, jumpsuit and he, he breaks wind in, in, in time. 
you know, to things. So um, I, on on my chat show, you remember my chat show? Oh, yeah, that was on telly. Yeah. I mean, th- yeah, I can't believe I brought that up now. <laughs> anyway, I used to have a chat show. Yes. And uh, on that, I did a duet with Mr. Methane. Uh, we did the do-ron-ron. Oh, ron. God. You know the do-ron-ron. Did ron. you change your pants for it? <laughs> no. I hope he changed his, though. Um, so we did the do-ron-ron, and uh, I went, Man, I'm at a party and the heart stood still, and Mr. Methane did the da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, but not with his mouth. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm just not going to do it. So um, it was much hilarity. Everyone thought it was hilarious, and I thought, you know, it worked quite well. But because if you do a, sh- a song on a show, you have to clear the song. You have to get the permission of the of the writer. So they said, well, what is the nature of the thing? And we said, well, I just do a duet with this other comedian. We didn't mention the... Um, the element, the, the special <laughs> methane. The element. I'm trying to think of a word there, but everything I th- every word I thought of just seemed wrong for this time of the morning. Distressed mothers at home, children. So, people driving. So, um, so uh, we didn't tell them, we didn't go into details, so they, they got really outraged about it. And, in fact, um, I brought it out on video, and the video company got fined something like £130,000. <laughs> Because of Mr. Meath. Or because of, well, it was my fault, I suppose. But anyway, he got up, a Phil Spector, and said, you know, I'll tell you, he says, how artists are treated in the modern <gasps> world. The British comedian, Frank Skinner, <laughs> oh. he said, took one of my songs, a song loved by a lot of people, he said, and he dragged it, he dragged it through the, and he told the whole, I don't know if he did that, <laughs> I hope he did. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, he, oh, he got really upset about it, apparently. Yes. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. So what about the miners? I want to talk about the miners. I want to talk about the miners. I've already picked out two to have hot crushes on. Number four and number 16. That's another story. <laughs> Are they just numbered now, the miners? Well, no, but I've learned their names. difficult names. Oh, have you? Daniel Herrera, number 16, um, 37 and single. He <laughs> was what I called paramedic miner, because he attended to their needs down there, apparently. Oh, did he? And there's baby miner, who's Jimmy Sanchez. He was the little one, the teen one. He's, he's the one who... Jimmy Sanchez. He's gone into a sulk, hasn't he, since? <laughs> Has he, why? I think they said he sat in, he didn't talk to anyone in the office. They were worried about him, he was... Oh, I can't bear people like that down there. Just get on with it. Well, that's what I think. Put yourself together, Jim. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying a sulk. It could be some terrible post-traumatic thingy, so I don't want to... I don't want to like you know who I like is number... I think he's number four. No. Oh, number yeah, four. number four. I know that um, one Victor Zamora, who I call Comedy Miner. He was the Joker, apparently. And he's got quite a good comedy name, Victor Zamora. Is he the one who bought um, rocks up as, as presents? I think he might have, yeah. I think you'll find he was number two. Oh, but I don't wanna, sorry. I, don't I think they missed a trick when they were coming up out of that um, pod. What they should have done is they have... Have the old theatrical trap door and a puff of smoke as everyone appears. Because <laughs> they came and then you, you saw all that there to be unstrapped. They should have had a, a platform built so all that was hidden underground, all the unstrapping, and then they just go up, da da! But the shades, to be able to legitimately wear shades. Yeah. Oh, it look, they look cool in they the shades. They all look cool. Yeah. And they had a reason. So it's not it's not like they were doing it, as you say, for kind of like rock star, trying to look cool versions. They just yeah. did inherently look cool. Did they um? Did they send the shades down to them, so they could I wear them? They did. Up? They sent the shades down. Yeah, oh. a shipment was sent. What do you think of uh, number twenty-one, cheating miner? 
Oh, cheating minor. Well, there's more than one cheating minor, isn't there? He's the one who said he's going to continue to have his wife and his mistress. Oh. I like that in him. Well, I, 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 you'd have thought that time underground <laughs> would have given him time to think things through and make a positive decision. Mm. What I liked is that West Brom defender Gonzalo Jara, who's a very good player, can I say, mm. who's Chilean, he sent them a signed shirt while they were underground. Did he? <laughs> it's just what you need. If that didn't lift their spirits, <laughs> what would? Okay, so what else? Any Oh, yeah, there's, there's a text in that I liked from uh, Liza okay. from Rygate who says, my friend thinks perhaps everyone on the surface, this is about the minors, my friend thinks everyone on the surface... <laughs> I like on the surface. ...should yeah. have been dressed... ...should have been dressed in Planet of the Apes outfits. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I don't, I know, know, I don't know why that's good, but I do like it. No, it yeah. is, because then they'd think the Earth had been taken over. I yeah, think... and they'd all come up and go, oh, you damn dirty apes! I think for the last three or four, maybe... They should have hidden when they came out. So they thought, oh, everyone's gone now. They got bored. Good one. <laughs> and also, the president, he's got a nice smile, hasn't he? Mm. He's done the bleaching. Oh, yeah. Yeah, think to themselves, look, they got their shades on. <laughs> he did, he had the really, like the Simon Cowell smile. I don't want that from a politician. I like the high maintenance wife as well, enjoying the publicity. Yeah. And her moment in the. In there the was a bit where spotlight. she applauded and she slightly uh, blocked. Uh, the president <laughs> in the camera, and he he physically pushed her out the way. There's a little that was a little uh, little hint in what their marriage is like. Yeah, uh, in like the very midst of the minors' celebrations. <laughs> Frank on radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Boy George is in the studio. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's uh, it's fabulous to see you. I have to say, we were all admitted that we were all a little bit nervous yeah. before you came. Really? In. Yeah. Oh, I have that reputation, but I'm lovely. <laughs> no, it, we weren't so much that. It was, you know, you see someone on top top of the pops, and then you're all talking about it in the pub at the time when you're working in a factory, and then suddenly you're sitting next to. Well, speak for yourself. Oh, sorry. Obviously, <laughs> Emily never <laughs> worked. Emily's quite glamorous. <laughs> <laughs> Emily's Very already glamorous. fretting about the word <clears throat> quite. <in> oh <laughs> yeah, so you know what I mean. So, George, you, uh, I want to start by saying that you are um, very, very busy at the moment. Because you two people plug one thing on this show, but you've got, you're doing loads. Yeah, well, I'm kind of making up for lost time. Cause I, lost <laughs> time? Well, Don't know what you mean. Period, <laughs> period where I couldn't travel for about um, <laughs> eight months. So, um, yeah, I'm sort of like in a bit of a frenzy. But it's great. It's great to be working and uh, it's nice to be busy. I like doing things. Yeah. That's, I love doing stuff. So I'm happy when I'm busy. Can I ask, when you was, when you was in uh, prison, did you, um, is it a time, because everybody thinks, wouldn't it be great to just get off the merry-go-round for a bit and sit and think about your life and blah, blah. Do you get to do all that stuff, or is it just people rattling metal tins against bars? You do get a lot of time on your own, and, you know, at a certain point, you, you do actually think, oh, this is actually quite good, because you get time to think. The only thing is it's kind of an enforced sort of situation, so... A <laughs> little bit. <laughs> it's not like going to India, you know. Because <laughs> the last time I kind of had that experience was when I went to India in the 90s, where I sort of really felt like I had some time to me. But that was a different kind of experience. But it, was, it wasn't that dissimilar. I mean, I got to read a lot. Yeah. You know, I read a lot. I read all the books that I thought I'd read. Everything from kind of, you know, Wuthering Heights to... Catcher in the Rye, you know, Catch-22. I read everything. So I thought, well, have I read this? Or I'm just pretending that I've read it. So I read all that. And that was a really good thing. So already I'm getting sentence envy. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, when I, you know, when I knew I was being released, 
I did have a moment of like, oh, do I really want to go? <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, you know, you know, people talk about people being institutionalized. Yeah. Yeah. I did actually think, well, I can understand why. Mm. Because you know what you're doing. I had a really good job. I worked in the kitchen. I really liked the people I worked with. And when I left, they were actually really sad that I was going. <laughs> <laughs> was it like, like when you leave a job? Did they, well, did the they last have a leaving week, party? The last week, you don't have to work. And I went in every day. And people were like, really? why are you going in? And I was like, well, what am I going to do? Sit in my cell all day? <laughs> of course I'm going to go in. And they actually said to me, oh, you're, you're the, one of the best workers we've ever had here. <laughs> Marvellous. Yeah. I'm going after. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that freedom of res from responsibility, I would quite like that aspect. Well, because it becomes really normal, you see, that's the yeah. thing, after a while, when you first get there, it's like, oh, God, you know, you, you just would do anything to, to not be there. Yeah. And then once you kind of settle in and people have got over sort of shouting out a Karma Chameleon and whatever else they want to <laughs> shout out, yeah. you know, once they got bored of that, yeah. then it's, you just, you know, become another person, you know, that's there. And, and that's, you know, that's when it kind of gets a bit easier. I must say, I felt sorry for George Michael coming out the same week as the Miners. <laughs> he was he was overlooked, wasn't he? I'm sure he was probably quite pleased. Though. <laughs> Weekend mornings on Absolute Radio. Here's another highlight of the Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio with Tree Boss Off Mints, working towards a mintier world. Absolute Radio. Good morning, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm with Emily and Gareth. Saturday morning! So I, I was leaving... Um, I was leaving the uh, Absolute Studios last Saturday and um, I was just heading towards my car. What's a oh, car? Right? regional football manager telling an anecdote. I don't know what, it just <laughs> I'm leaving like Absolute Studios. It felt like it should be a sort of Bernard Manning type. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave in uh, and, then, and send some terrible, sordid tale, but no, it isn't. Um, and I was, I was walking towards my car when I heard a voice go, Frank, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so I looked around, who wouldn't? Uh, well, I suppose in a list of people who wouldn't, there'd be quite a lot of people not call Frank. <laughs> but anyway, um, there, was a, there was a, a young woman there. Oh, God. No. Oh. Uh, she wasn't carrying a child and <laughs> holding out an invoice. <laughs> she, um... So she says to me, "Oh, I'm I'm leaving. Um, I am leaving the country after ten years." And I thought, "Oh, this is going to be this is going to be for money or yeah. thermal blankets." Was it Gamu? It was no, it wasn't. It wasn't Gamu. No, she was she was more um, uh, Latinate. Okay. Oh, yeah, Hispanic. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Gamu, I believe, is African. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Um, Gamu could be there today, waiting. <laughs> now, if she's listening to this, you'd think, you know. I'm not. I, I can't say it without doing the voice. So I'm not going to no. do it. Um, so anyway, so she's leaving the country after ten years. Yeah, and she said to me, "I just wanted to say and this is. I mean, I don't normally, you know, don't stop the accent. I enjoyed the accent. No, I, uh, yeah. She said, um, "I just want to say, <laughs> I, you know, you are, you have been so marvelous, and I have loved you. I've read your books, listened to TV pro radio programs. <laughs> I thought, listen to TV program. We have been here a long time." <laughs> Uh, and I said, well, that's really nice. And she said, um, she said, can I give you a hug? Oh, God. And I thought, oh. well, it's all, you know, I've already got it from that um, <laughs> autograph collector last week. <laughs> no, she looked lovely, though. She looked very um, clean. And uh, so we hugged, and it was nice. And she said, uh, thank you, because I know English don't like to touch. <laughs> Which I thought, True. And I said, Not you, in my you, case. You haven't said where you're from. And uh, she slightly hung her head. Oh. And she said, uh, Uruguay. 
And then she said, "I'm sorry about the referee." <laughs> was so sweet. That's very sweet. Anyway, I got in my car after this, and uh, the driver and they're you know they're a hard bitten, cynical bunch of drivers. Mm. You know, spend a lot of time scraping vomit up upholstery. I mean, that would turn anyone into a exactly. cynic. And he said to me, he said, "You know, I was really moved by that, mate." He said, oh. "That was." We drove back in a glow of. Well, oh, nice. I was in a glow of praise, and he was he was dining off the crumbs from my table. But I mean, that was yeah. all right. So that was I just I, I never. We get some very lovely emails yeah. and texts to this show. Texts on eight twelve fifteen, obviously, and um, we never read them out because I say it sounds a bit you know rubbish reading out praise on the air. But we love them. We we read them to each other, and we all glow. But I, that was just a lovely moment. So if Paula is listening. That's her name. Oh, okay. I didn't, Paula. That, that's what you're asking. <laughs> oh, um, God. Sorry, I warped. Can I say it? We can, get, we can no, tell that. No, you can't. Can we edit? I was live. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I should have been told. <laughs> oh, dear. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a, a lovely moment and music, I think. Frank Skinner. I believe we have some. We've had some emails. We have during the week. Some email heskies. Oh, I like email heskies. <laughs> um, this is a great one. I really like from Gary. Da- never, can I say never start anything like that? Oh, but I like Gary Davenport. It, but now you've set up a standard oh, having I? to be a great one. I mean, imagine <laughs> Gary. Oh, must be. He must be quaking in his boots. He must be nervous. Okay. Well, let's get the jury's out. So, uh, Gary Davenport says, Dear Frank, Emily and Gareth, I had what I call an idiotic eureka moment a few days ago. I'm going to write that down. Mm. Idiotic eureka. Didn't she used to be on Shooting Stars? Oh. Idiotic. Still is. Okay, everyone got that? Idiotic eureka? Okay. Yes, idiotic eureka moment. Um, so, he says, A competition appeared on TV recently with the question, What type of dancing did Stavros flatly parody? Hmm. I had the said eureka moment when I suddenly realised that Flatley must be a reference to Michael Flatley, the legendary Irish dancer. So I realised it was Irish. I explained my euphoria to my fiancée, Michelle, and she looked at me and said, you've only just got that, you idiot. So that was his idiotic eureka moment because it happened much later on in time. I know exactly what... The same thing Mm. happened to me with the... Do you remember the British telecom adverts with um, Maureen Oh, yeah, BT, her name was. Her name was BT. yeah. Do you know it took me a year and a half to work oh. out that, that was a pun on BT? I never realised that. You didn't realise that. You've only just got it. Oh yeah. my God, you just idiot. Think, you lucky listeners, you were here at the moment when Gareth got the BT pun. And I, I had to tell him, can I say? I remember the day that, that the, really? the clonk of a penny dropping, and I thought, oh, that's. A, I get and, it. And you do, I did exactly what he did. I, I, I told someone as if they hadn't got it yet. <laughs> And they just looked at me as if I was some sort of fool. I did that in a restaurant recently. Um, all my anecdotes involve a restaurant in some way. And it was quite a posh restaurant. Mm. And you know when they give you that lemon and it has a little muslin pouch over it, a little muslin bag over the lemon? No, no, you... no idea what you're talking about, no. Yeah, you do. Frank, have you had it? Yeah, I, I think that's to stop um, a pips going into Yeah, but a, I, I only realised that about a week ago. I didn't know that. What did you think it was for? <laughs> I thought it was like I thought it was like decorative to make it look nice. <laughs> well, it does look nice. I think I think muslin has it's got a lovely softness about it. <laughs> muslin. So, um, Gary has had another example of this, which I quite like. Oh, the same Gary. Roll. Yeah, he said my fiance had her own one recently. 
We'd bought a new sun hat for our daughter Gemma, which bore an uncanny resemblance to a nun's habit. She asked me, what's a nun's habit? To which I replied, it's the name of the headgear worn by nuns. After about a 30-second pause, she said, oh, now I get it. Sister Act 2, back in the habit. <laughs> Ever oh. since the film came out, she thought that Whoopi Goldberg was simply back in the habit of being a nun. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can never know where the holes are going to be in someone else's knowledge, poor, poor lad. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, yes, Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. You more more listeners, good. more listeners on, on uh, podcasts than uh, viewers on Animal Planet. Wow. <laughs> another, eh? Come on, rocking. Oh, dear, it's been a mixed week for me. I discovered, having read, it, read all these fabulous statistics, that, yeah. for example, um, we've got nearly as many viewers as MUTV, which is the Man United TV network. Oh, no snoods on that. <coughs> uh, but uh, no snoods, no. no. But at the same time, I went to the doctor this week and turns out I've got ringworm. <laughs> ah. Now, I know what you're thinking. Ah. But it's not a worm. Is it contagious? Is it not? It's not contagious. Well, actually, it could be because he said to me, I said, look, I've got this thing on my arm. Um, it's, um, I won't show it you now. I, I'm not taking off my... Oh, OK, don't show it to me ever. <laughs> Oh, I thought, I thought people... Oh, oh, I like to see a scab of any kind. Anyway, um, it was... Uh, he said to me, oh, he said, have you got a horse? I said, well... He didn't. He did. That was his first question to me, have you got a horse? I, I thought maybe, you know, it was a... I thought, is it a tube strike? <laughs> <laughs> He's looking for a lift. Did you think you are Prince Charles? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I hope not. Well, mm. I've heard about ringworm. I think wrestlers get it. It's very common amongst wrestlers. Wrestlers get mm. it? Yeah. Honestly, there's right? a lot of skin-on-skin -skin contact oh, and abrasions. That. It looks like a small red rosette on my arm, which is why I think he might have been asking about the horse. Oh, <laughs> Maybe he thought I'd turned up, you know, <laughs> I was something of a braggart, and I'd turned up with a couple of uh, trophies I'd won at a recent Jim Carner. <laughs> so you turned up there. what do you think about this? Yeah. <laughs> Next thing I know, he's given me Dacta Court to rub on it. So, are you in... I say Dacta Court. That's what I'm rubbing on it at the moment. Mm. Are you Imagine in that. Uh, some discomfort, Frank? No. That's the thing about it. It neither itches nor, does, nor is it sore. Oh. That sounds like a paraphrase of what Shylock <laughs> said in The Merchant of Venice, but not a very good one. So, I just... I like to keep um, the listeners up on my... Mm. Imagine me... You know when you're walking through a forest... Maybe there's been a bit of rain, it's a bit damp. And you see a fallen tree with a lovely sort of red and golden fungal crustacean growing on it. That, that's what I'm like now. The ah. old oak. The <laughs> grand old oak. The old oak. With things living on me. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. It was a, uh, also a sad week because it was the anniversary of John Lennon. Dying, oh, which was, yeah, which was that's sad. a shame. And I, um, I remember, I remember him dying quite clearly. I, I, I do as well. I, I got up that morning. I was a student at the time, and I was living with my parents. I was that kind of student. Um, was that when you all shared a room? Well, you had the outside toilet then. I remember that. That's when it was. Was it? Yeah, probably. Anyway, I got up. My mum had left a note for me, and it said John Lennon shot outside his New York flat, <gasps> and then block capitals underlined about five times, dead. Uh, so oh. it was, you know, it wasn't subtle. And I was so upset, I thought, I'm not going to college, I'm going to go and get drunk. Oh, Frank. So, um, you, see, you can tell what time I got up, the <laughs> pubs was open. 
So um, I went to the pub, and there used to be a very, very strange man who drank in this pub. He's a Scottish bloke, very odd. Mm. Uh, older than the rest of us, and always had a strange, starey look on his face. And he didn't work, I don't know. Anyway, and he came up to me and said, What brings you in here at this hour? And I said, uh, oh, One of my heroes died. You know, I'm just... Uh, and he said, Do you know he was the fifth best fencer in Europe? <laughs> Was he? <laughs> hey, I said he was John Lennon. He said, "No, no, 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 Oswald Mosley." <laughs> and Oswald Mosley, the leader of the British fascist movement, yeah. had died the previous weekend. Oh, and he no. thought I was so upset by that, I was drowning my sorrows. Now that's a worry, isn't it? Well, exactly. Wasn't happy about that at all. I remember I was Frank because I was. Um, and when was it? It was eighty-one. So oh, I was I was barely alive. Yeah, yeah. But um, I was with my mother. And she was going. To, we were going to our hairdresser's house to have our hair cut. To their house. Yeah, we did things differently. Mm. And um, she and my mum were so upset about John Lennon that she wasn't concentrating the hairdresser on my hair, oh, and no. she cut it so badly. And she realised the fringe was all kind of wonky. And she went, "Oh, never mind. You look a bit like Yoko Ono." <laughs> <laughs> there, I tell you, don't get those. Uh, top were you people. crying? Uh, no, I remember, you know what, I did cry, and I remember thinking, I'm a child, I don't want to look like Yoko Ono. Even an adult doesn't want to look like Yoko Ono. All a bit harsh. Yeah, it's but, true. Uh, I like a topical hairdresser. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Absolute. Radio. The man's here. The man. <laughs> the man has arrived. <laughs> so, how are you? It's great to see you, it's as ever. Likewise. And uh, you're uh, you're on you're always on the road, aren't you? You're yeah. a bit like Bob Dylan in that yeah. respect. Well, I like to think we're more like the littlest hobo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, what naked? It's, yeah, naked, <laughs> and uh, often getting locked in basements. <laughs> 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 and I do eat from bins now and again. This is Ross Noble, by the way. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so um, you're playing um, Hammersmith Apollo this very weekend. Yes, tomorrow and the day after. I've got a DVD out. Right, there's the plug-in finished. Oh, yes. Wait, tell should us we what just, it's called, then we can move on and talk no, about it. No, not bother. Not even tell us what it's called. No, yeah, it's Just Google it. It's, just Google it. It's in shops. Just, yeah. You know. And it doesn't matter yeah. which DVD they buy. If they go and buy what a DVD of yours, it's fine, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. yeah. How many you got out? At six. Yeah, well, there you go. It's a six-to-one shop. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, always, I'll always stick for that. Go. Have, you, have so, you got a tank yet, by the way? Uh, no, I bought a digger instead. Oh. I bought a, a, um, a, an earth mover bobcat <laughs> device. Have you ever... <laughs> I did, yeah. uh, The yeah. last time I saw Ross, he was telling me, he said you should come down and have a go, I'm going to get a tank, get and come and have a, a ride in it. Yeah. But you're all talk. Well, uh, I've still got my eye on the tank. Yeah. Yeah. This but, is here uh, in the UK, because you've moved back yeah. here now, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, and I bought, like, a, a place that's got a bit of space. I don't live in, like, flats. It's <laughs> 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 just, just on the car park. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, when you see... You know when you see a house, and they've t the whole of the garden is taken up with someone repairing a car? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. it's up on bricks and stuff. Uh, lottery no, louts. Yeah. Well, sometimes a balcony <laughs> on a block of flats, you'll see absolutely crammed <laughs> yeah, yeah, with yeah. stuff. With, uh, I, I like a classic motorcycle. Yeah. yeah. When you see a motorcycle on me, yeah. <laughs> well, I, on I, the sixth I, floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like a sort of industrial window box. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I did have, I, I used to live in Walthamstow for a while, and I was um, uh, so worried about my motorcycle being stolen that I did used to bring it in the house. But I lived in a house that had, like, quite a narrow... You know, one of those sort of narrow hallways? 
Oh, yeah. So yeah, so everyone that came to see me, they would leave with just grease all on their legs because <laughs> they had to sort of slide Indiana Jones style down the down the side <laughs> of the bike. So yeah, it co- it went better a little town of broken Britain. Yeah, having to bring your motorbike indoors for safety reasons. How about having to drive a tank around to keep away from the students? Yeah, yeah. Eh? <laughs> if only Camilla and Charles had thought of the old, and they can get a tank at the snap of their fingers. Yeah, yeah. but what would have happened if they'd been in the full carriage? Whether you've gone for the carriage Oh, the Landau, do you mean? The what? The Landau. Oh, is that what it's yeah, called? Yeah, that's what they're called. Really? really? Yeah. There are three people in this carriage. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the driver would have said. <laughs> Sorry, I, you've, you've made me laugh to the point where I, I wheeze like an old man. Then. Oh, I love, I, love, I love it when I mm. can achieve that. I don't achieve it that often. I've gone as far as it causing rheumatism. <laughs> <laughs> Am I now riddled with infection, having shaken your hand when I first came oh. in? Now, because uh, the ringworm's on my arm, and it, it's not a quick spreader. Okay. And I'm already, I'm, a, I say I'm, I'm, a t- I'm attacking it with creams. Unless you're wrestling him later. <laughs> well, that is hard. Oh, of course, I'm, I forgot mm. about the wrestling. <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe have we I, should. Have I touched the nerve? Maybe I can take a <laughs> rain <laughs> check on the wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Do people still take a rain check? I've never really understood what it meant, but I'm going to take one anyway. What does that know. mean? That is very confusing, isn't well, it? Well, I'll only take a rain check with a credit card. Right. Yeah, <laughs> to back it up. I won't just take one willy-nilly. I think next time somebody says they're going to take a rain check on anything I do, I'm going to insist that they actually check the rain. <laughs> okay. Yeah, with a with a you know a full meteorological, well, even pr- a word <laughs> meteorological device. That's, it was near enough you know, to me. We're not we're not overly meet, precise meet, on this show. Meet, uh, me, metri- meteorological is it? Yeah, or is it meteor? Meteorological. Meteor, meet, meteorio, isn't it? Is it meteorol? That's this. That's this week's phone. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Frank on radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. So, um, what? What? You you live in the countryside, as you were yes. saying. With a, uh, what, do you do something special Christmassy? Because you know, I, I once watched that um, Pete and Katie show, and they they've got a sort of country estate. You know, the mm. Katie Price thing. <laughs> And they're, um... <laughs> what? Much like yourself, Ross. I'm imagining this is similar to your lifestyle. Sorry, you've, ju- you've, you've, you've touched such a nerve. I've touched a nerve. I shouldn't really say this, because it's on. on the radio. I should probably tell you this, but... Um, I've moved to this area, and I'm not going to say where it is, but Lisa Marie Presley wow. has bought a place up the road. Wow. All right? And, uh, but there's this place, not far, I mean, it's a bit of a drive... But like this private estate where like Tom Cruise and Kit, this isn't where I live. This is a a way away. Uh, but but Peter Andre moved in, and he gets his coffee from the local Starbucks. Okay. Oh. So I I shouldn't be telling you this, but <laughs> I've got this joke with the guy that I was chatting to the guy, uh, you know, in the Starbucks. Blah, don't, blah. don't worry, we only have um, two hundred and fifty-two thousand listeners. <laughs> well, what could possibly go wrong? And so, I find them in general to be discreet. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> Myself and the fella in the Starbucks. He said, oh, "I didn't know you were living down here." We're chatting away, and then he comes out. He goes, "You know, Peter Andre comes in here for his coffee." <laughs> <laughs> so I had this running joke about the fact that there was a picture of Peter Andre's. Why am I telling you this? <laughs> a picture of Peter Andre's house in one of them magazines that my wife had lying around. Yeah. So I said, "Let's try and find his house." <laughs> so we went back. <laughs> you so we did, did not go out driving. Not not in the Earth Mover. Well, yeah. <laughs> I went past his house. Let's move it. Let's move it 100 yards to the left to see if he notices. 
I was dressed as a mysterious girl. <laughs> he likes that. He loves it. That, that's as mysterious as a woman can get. <laughs> like, not quite sure if she's a man or not, and she's driving a digger. Yeah, I find that. <laughs> yeah. That's more just an unusual girl. That yeah. was the B-side. <laughs> Slightly freaky woman. <laughs> Why are you in a... Anyway, the point is... Um, you well, didn't go out actually Well, no, the thing was, right, I was driving around, and the, the, I've, I've got a human baby child, and we decided to... Because um, the child falls asleep in the car. Mm. So you kind of just drive around sometime, you know, just just killing time. Rather than walk, rocking. Yeah, yeah okay. you just drive, you know. Do you not have a cradle? Well, you know, <laughs> the child falls asleep. It's a good way of yeah. destroying the environment, you know. Yeah. It's two birds with one Soon stuff. we'll all fall yeah, asleep. Exactly. I can't, you know, I can't be going out shooting white rhino, that's way too much time on Not in Kent. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, We'd have to put your gun through the bars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so the shot was, was driving around, and I thought, I'm going to find Peter Andre's house. So, uh, But this wasn't in a freaky stalkery sort of a way, it's just... Uh, oh, no, it's a challenge. Yeah, he lives on that, you know, he lives on that big fancy estate, private estate. So, why am I telling you? So I was driving around. So, anyway, the fella says to me in the the, the coffee place, he says, uh, Peter Andrea comes in here, and without thinking, as I've done to you, I went, I've been driving around looking for his house. <laughs> <laughs> so, the guy, then he goes, What? Did he think you had a delivery? He said, Well, he's ordered a muffin, can you take it? Got a wax, so, hot wax, and a cauldron <laughs> for his chest. <laughs> <laughs> Brimming cauldron. There's <laughs> <laughs> a crust of bees on the top. <laughs> I've picked up on the road. He actually has to buy waxwork museums. <laughs> old, old waxwork, there's, like there's that. normal domestic wax isn't enough. He has to buy old oh, wax no. museums. <laughs> that's yeah. something in his back. It used to be Sir Francis Chichester. <laughs> He's in that. He's in that two swords, Robin. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> he, so, so the upshot. So I just jokingly say to the guy, "Oh, he was driving around looking for his house," and he goes, "What?" So then, so now I've built up this rapport with the guy in the in the coffee shop, who basically every time I go in there, he went. He was in last Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> so I've now dragged other people into my... Has he tagged I'm, him? I'm stalking people that I'm not really that bothered about. Because he doesn't bother me either way, Peter Andre. No. You know? He's no, just... But he, nothing against him. You know, nothing against him, but I wouldn't say I was a fan. I'm perfectly ambivalent to Peter Andre. Except for when you're driving around Except with your I'm child. Trying How to often can you say that you're perfectly ambivalent to anyone? That's a unique Oh, pretty position. often, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. yeah that's what his new album's called. <laughs> you're perfectly you're ambivalent. Perfectly ambivalent. Peter Andre. P.A. Yeah. yeah. So now I've uh, said that to you. P.A. Peter Andre. <gasps> perfectly ambivalent. ambivalent. You could have the oh words coming God. off. Like, yeah. His name across the top, and then perfectly ambivalent coming off the. Yeah. Oh, it's all God. Have you got a felt pen? Oh, <laughs> probably not. They so yeah, we'll get it over to his. Oh, we don't know where he lives. Oh, I do. Oh, you do know. <laughs> You've worked that out. Now. It's probably on his website, isn't it? Come just, and visit. It's discarded. You know which ones is because out the back there's just a load of discarded celebrity clothing. Historical hats. This is the best of the Frank Skinner Show. All the choicest cuts for your delectation. Weekend morning. 
Mints on Absolute Radio with Trebor Soft Mints working towards a mintier world. Absolute Radio.